This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Hey, it's Frank Caliendo, and I'll be back in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, Miss- I should have fixed this. Hattiesburg, Mississippi, uh, for the fourth annual Last for Life comedic event. Mississippi, of course, home of Morgan Freeman and Brett Favre. August 2nd, might have said that already, and we'll see you there. Hakuna Potato. You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss to the top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington. Jason has the week off. We'll get Jason back on next week. We had a little bit of a scheduling snafu, but it all worked itself out. We got a great guest for you guys this week. If this is your first time listening to the show, we are here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Give us a rating and review. Share the show with your, your Southern Miss friends. Uh, help us sp- spread the black and gold gospel. All right, we're going to go right into the guest this week. We got a we got a fantastic guest. This is his third appearance on To the Top Talk. He is the newest Golden Eagle to make his way to the National Football League. Please welcome Picasso Nelson. So what was the moment like when you find out that you were finally going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar? Oh, it felt good. Um, you know, it was really just a moment where, you know, I've been working really, really hard, you know, my whole life. Um, and, and especially with them, you know, the last, you know, few months. And, you know, it, it was really a moment that, that showed me that, you know, hard work pays off. What was this past weekend like for you? <laughs> uh, I mean, it, I guess at times it was um, – a little stressful, you know, at times I felt anxious, but for the most part, um, you know, I, I was just relaxed. Um, and, I, and really throughout the whole process, I just trust God. And, and, and my prayer was that he'll put me in a place where, you know, uh, uh, I'd be able to be, a, uh, you know, where basically I wanted to put me in a place where, where I, I have an impact on, on and off the field. And, uh, that's been my prayer for the past, you know, two, three weeks. And so I just trust him. So, you know, Jay, you know, Jacksonville is a place for me. And this is a situation for, for some of the listeners that may not realize this. I mean, this is a situation that was delayed at least by a year. You had an injury in the summer of 2017 that delayed your se- senior yeah. year by one season. How challenging was it not being on the field in 2017? Uh, it was very challenging. I mean, you know, I've been playing football ever since I was, you know, probably four years old. So um, missing that year really hurt a lot, especially, you know, not being able to be out there with, with my brothers and being able to share those moments with them. So, um, but, you know, even though that year, you know, really, really hurt me, um, it was probably one of the best things that happened because uh, it really allowed me to appreciate the game even more. 
So ever since then, every day I've been just just having a, a real conscious and knowing that you know God's best be to be healthy. So in, in everything that I do, I just give it my best, regardless of you know how I'm feeling. So um, yeah. So I mean, you know, it, it, everything in life happens for a reason, and um, and and I know that now. Well, you bounced back, came back for your senior year, led one of the top defenses in the country in tackles. What, what did this senior year mean to you? Uh, really, you know, it was my last year to, to wear the Southern Miss black and gold, so it, it really wasn't about me. Uh, I didn't really think of it as like, man, guys, you know, this is my senior year. Um, I, I just wanted everybody to play together as a, as a team, and regardless of whatever, to, to just have fun because, you know, I mean, you know, uh, you can only play football for so long. And um, I just wanted to stress that to the younger guys, you know, that, that you know, that your four years, your five years, however long you play, is it, going to go by fast. So enjoy this moment. Give it everything you've got and just have fun. And, um, you know, I feel like on defense, uh, that's what we did. And, um, you know, you can look back on the field, on the film and see us, you know, dancing on the field, laughing, you know, having a good time. And um, so, yeah. And once that season was over, I got a phone call from a buddy of mine, and he said, man, he said, I'm up here at the gym. And he's like, every morning, there's a Southern Miss football player up here with his dad. And he said, yeah. this guy's working his tail off. And, yeah, I mean, he was right. You showed up to Pro Day looking like a linebacker. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about tell us a little bit about your offseason preparations for the NFL. Uh, yeah, so my off-season my off preparation, I really had a chance to get back to my roots. So, um Ever since ninth grade, me and my dad used to work out, uh, get the gym at five in the morning. So, um, and then, you know, even in high school, I used to be able to go, you know, work out with him at five in the morning, then come home, take a shower, get on the bus and go to school, you know, have practice, work out or whatever. So, um, this all season, I got a chance to get, to get back to that. So, uh, every day I was work, I was waking up at four thirty in the morning, uh, being at the gym at five thirty, and me and him was, you know, working out doing doing the hatch system, which is like a, you know, a series of power cleans, hand cleans, and stuff like that. And and then um, I would leave there and go straight to uh, Oak Grove and, and and work out with with Sam Morris, you know, work out with him. And um, just you know, day after day of doing that, and I was also doing yoga three three nights a weekend. And like ten nine weeks up until pro day, my dad put uh, you know wrote out a diet for. And I followed that, you know, to the T. And just, you know, 13, 14 weeks of hard work and, you know, eating right. I mean, it shows. So. Now, your pro day, you had a pretty solid pro day. And you met with the Jacksonville Jaguars at pro day. Did you have any idea that was that might be where you ended up? Um, I Honestly, um, maybe a little bit because um, the Jaguars showed um, good interest in And, um. Yeah, I mean, it, it just felt right, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my product was good. I ran, um, I mean, they clocked me unofficially at, like, 4-4-1, 4-4-3, you know, jumped the 39-inch vertical, 10 8 jump jumping, you know, some other things. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I had a good day, a lot of a lot of work. And, honestly, I've been working out just as hard since pro day. And I honestly feel like if we had another pro day tomorrow, my numbers would be better. Um, just because of the simple fact I've been working hard and, you know, for the first time in, in some years, I'm finally 100% healthy. So it just feels, it feels good to be 100% healthy, you know. When do you head to Jacksonville? Um, I fly out on May the 9th. Wow. May the 9th, yeah. So, um, and I was thinking that I was going to actually go and come back and go there for like four or five days, come back home and then leave. But I actually think when I leave May 9th, I'm going to be gone for 
uh, you know, a couple weeks. So, but I'm really excited though. I really am. Um, you know, this this in the draft, they didn't draft any DBs, and um, so you know that's a good situation to walk into. Um, and you know, the Jaguars are interested in me, and um, and, and anything, you know, whenever you're going from high school to college, whenever you're going, you know, from the from college to the NFL, whenever you're, you know, going into maybe a relationship, you want to choose the choose the person that chooses you. And uh, you know, Jaguars chose me, so. I'm just ready to go down there and get to work and really, you know, just just put it all on the line every day to make the team better. What does Picasso Nelson Jr. bring to the Jacksonville Jaguars? What do I bring? I bring energy. I bring someone who's gonna just work hard every day. And I'm I'm, I'm not the guy to compete with other people, but I'm the guy to make people compete with me just by you know just giving giving them my all and leading by example. So um, that's what I bring. I just want to encourage my teammates to be the best that they can be. And I'm, I'm going to push them, you know, say every day to well, bring them along me every day and push them to be their best. And, and over time, collectively, it just, you know, just being being our best every day, putting it on the line every day, you know, the, the franchise is going to get better. What do you anticipate your role being with the Jaguars? <laughs> Whatever they want me to do, it don't matter. It can be, <laughs> it can be safety, nickel, long snapper, <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> it don't matter. Like, it's for like whatever they need me to play. I'm willing to play, and um, and not only am, am I willing to play, but I'm willing to play in the way to be the best at it, um, because that's the goal to be the best at what you do. So, are there any players that you modeled your game after? I mean, I, I'm not really the guy to just look up to people, but I think um, I try to, you know, model my game after my dad. You know, him being, uh, you know, the number one safety in the, in the nation in college and leading the nation in interceptions. And, and, you know, being one of the top tacklers in the nation whenever he played. And so I try to, you know, model my game up to him. Um, another player, player I would say is uh, Tyron Matthew. Um, you know, he, he, he's a big inspiration for me. You know, being, you know, not the biggest guy in the world, but, you know, having the biggest heart. And, and that's one thing that they can't measure is your heart and, you know, your, your will to win. So You mentioned your dad. You've got three relatives with NFL experience. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And not only three relatives were NFL experience, but various other relatives that that were just extremely talented and just, you know, for whatever reason didn't get a chance to make it to the top. So, um, you know, I have a you know, a, a lot of athletic people in my family, you know, people that had a lot of talent. So uh, I'm just really trying to, you know, be the best not only at what I do, but be the best to come out the family. I just I mean, you know, that's really my my uh, my goal is to be the best at at, at, at whatever I do. So and your offensive coordinator in high school was one of the best to ever play the game. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, Brett is is um, a great guy, and you know, even though you know he's older, uh, he's one of the the biggest kids that I've ever been around as far as just really truly loving the game of football. And uh, that's one thing that I really admired admired about him more than anything. Like, yeah, he, he has a strong goal. Yeah, he's a great quarterback, but just his love for the game was something that's just that just rubs off on you. So, um, so yeah, so, and, and, and Brett, you know, he, he's taught me a lot, you know, since, since high school, you know, being just playing with him. And, and I remember me and him was talking like two years ago at Pro Day and he was talking to Nick, Nick Mullins, and he was telling him like, it doesn't matter how you get to the NFL, as long as you get your shot, whenever you get there, just, you know, give it your all and, and, and make it to the point where they can't send you home. And I mean, even though he wasn't talking directly to me, I listened in. And, uh, you know, a few years later, I get a chance to apply that to my life. So I'm excited. 
you've already played against a few NFL wideouts during your time at Southern Miss. Who was the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge? Now, I would think Amari Cooper because I played him my freshman year. So, you know, being a true freshman, starting as a true freshman, you know, going to Alabama Stadium, you know, I mean, I guess playing in front of 100,000 people wasn't wasn't tough, but um, being, you know, being a freshman and being against, you know, going against a, a, a top receiver in the nation, they, they, wasn't, they didn't only have the hype, but was really that good, um, you know, so uh, he was good. Another person was Dante Pettis was pretty good, and, you know, a, a lot of other guys, a lot of other guys were, were really good, so. And last year, during one point in the season, there were eight players and a head coach from that 2015 Southern Miss team who were on active NFL rosters. You get the chance to be a ninth, the ninth. Have you had any conversations with any of your former teammates? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. I definitely have. And, I mean, it's really all, all been about, like, you know, like when it was about a week or so ago, I talked to Jalen Rashard, and we was, you know, talking about different things, you know. Congratulations to him for signing the new deal. And, and he went, you know, he only got invited to a camp. And he made, he made, you know, he, he caught the coach's eye and he got signed as a free agent. Then as a free agent, he just made it. He just made it to the point where they couldn't send him home. And he made it for three-man roster. And they were one of the top running backs in the league in different, you know, areas. And he signed a, a new deal on this uh, fourth year. And he's actually, he's actually going to make more money in four years than people that got drafted. So, uh, me and him, we just talked, and, and, and he was just telling me, like, bro, however it comes, just be ready. You know, be ready. You know, show them something that, that they've never seen before. And uh, that's my goal. Whenever I get to Jacksonville, to show them something that they've never seen before. So. Well, let's talk about the preseason. you got two matchups against former te- teammates. On August, August the 22nd, you take on Cornell Armstrong and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, for sure. What's that going to be for like? Sure. Oh, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun without a child with that. Like, that's my guy. That's my guy. So, um, looking forward to getting out there on the field and competing against the, I mean, against the Dolphins. And, and then on August 29th, and, and this guy will line up on the other side of the ball, you got Edo Smith and the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Edo, my guy, too, for sure. And um, at the end of the day, it's just all about going against good competition and, just going out there, putting it, putting it on the line every play, and so it's love, nothing but love for them guys, and, and I'm really looking forward to you know competing against them guys on the on the, on the NFL level. What did it mean to you to get to wear the black and gold at Southern Miss? I I, I think whenever I first got there, it didn't mean as much as as it did to me now. Meaning that you know you you commit to a school because you like it, but by the time you 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 get to the point where you're gonna leave, you love it and. And I mean, I mean, wearing the black and gold at Southern Miss just represents everything that a that a real man would represent. Meaning, like being resilient, working hard, just putting on the line every day, and not taking the backseat to nobody, no matter no matter the situation. So, um, and even though I'm I'm not gonna be wearing black and gold, like that's still gonna be in my heart. I'm still gonna walk around on the field. Well, not walk around, but you know, run around the field with the biggest chip on my shoulder because that's what Southern Miss guys do. And you've got a unique perspective on this. Tell us about this uh, 2019 Golden Eagle football team that's going to be competing next year. The 2019 Golden uh, Golden Eagle team, I think, is going to be. I mean, I think the defense is going to be really, really good. Like, I mean, you got to think we've had. I know this year we really have a big senior class, so essentially, you know, 80 percent of the defense is coming back. Not to mention, you know, the guys that may have you know backed up some of some of the seniors. 
those guys are, are really good, and and by the time the season comes around, they're going to really have a, a good, a great grasp of, of the defense. So the defense is going to be exceptional. The offense is going to be really good too. I, I think that they're moving in the right direction, and you know they got uh, you know good players, they got good coaches, um, and 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 the offense is really hungry. So I really feel like the team as a whole is going to be is going to be really good, and and that people should definitely go out and support because those those guys are going to put on the show. Any final thoughts for the Southern Miss fans and Jacksonville Jaguar fans out there? Okay. First and foremost, I want to talk to the Southern Miss fans and let y'all know that I really appreciate um, just everything, you know, from the, from the time I've gotten to Southern Miss and, you know, up until now. And just, so, just you know, throughout life, you guys have really supported me a lot and shown nothing but love and, and just know that I really love you guys and that, and that I, I will always be a Golden Eagle. And to the Jacksonville Jaguar fans, just know that, um, I'm gonna be the guy to come in and work hard every day to make the team better, and and that's what it's about. It's, it's not just about me, but it's it's about the team and you know bringing bringing more wins to to the Jaguar Nation and and just being the best that we can for you guys. So just know that we gonna we definitely gonna put on the show this year. That was Picasso Nelson getting ready to head out to Jacksonville to make his way to the National Football League. What a great guy. What, like, an exemplary Golden Eagle. I mean, he's a guy that I think is, is a fan favorite for good reason. And um, you can just tell he's going places. We've talked about it on the show. Like, we're probably going to be working for Picasso one day. <laughs> we're probably going to get it fired by Picasso one day. It's probably what's going to happen. So no Golden Eagles were drafted this year. We, you know, we didn't have very many coming out. We we had one of the smallest senior classes we've had in quite some time. And um, it wouldn't shock me if there are a few more Golden Eagles get picked up. So so keep an eye on that. We'll do our best to get them on the show. Haven't heard anything as of right now, but I would expect to hear something sometime soon. If you got to watch the NFL draft, or even if you didn't, on the third day. The first pick that day was the 103rd pick, and it was the Arizona Cardinals. So they had a couple of Cardinals players, one of which uh, was former Golden Eagle and former Arizona Cardinal Jeremy Bridges. Uh, They helped announce the 103rd pick from the OK Corral. They had this whole skit and to-do put together, and Jeremy looked pretty pretty, uh, tough there in his his cowboy hat. Kind of a different look for him, I think. I don't know. He lives in North Hollywood. There's no telling what he's wearing these days. But uh, really cool to see Jeremy on there. Great guy, a great Golden Eagle, and hopefully we'll get to see him back on campus at some point this fall. All right, Southern Miss baseball on a tear right now. What do we got, like five in a row? This past week, on Wednesday, April the 24th, the Golden Eagles defeat UNO 15-2. to Then on Friday, that's April the 26th, the Golden Eagles defeat Middle Tennessee State in the first game of the three-game series, 7-1. to Then on Saturday, the Golden Eagles defeat Middle Tennessee State, 11-3. to And then they finish off the sweep with a 6-5 to victory on Sunday. What was that, like five sweeps on the year now? I don't have all my stats pulled up, but that's pretty remarkable. And um, kudos to this. I mean, it's been – we have not been the most consistent team this year. I mean, I think anybody can admit that. But given that inconsistency, it's been good to see the team bounce back when they've needed to and to have some strong showings. Uh, I mean, sweeps are pretty tough to pull off and to have that many in one season. 
pretty stellar. So hopefully we can keep the party going. The Golden Eagles are now 29-13 and 13 on the season. That's 17-4 and four in Conference USA. Currently, the RPI has jumped up a little bit. We are sitting with an RPI of 41. Golden Eagles are now ranked in a collegiate baseball's poll at rank number 29. Collegiate baseball also named Hunter Slater a National Player of the Week, so congratulations, Hunter, on that. Walker Powell, co-pitcher of the week in Conference USA. This is, this is his third time winning the Pitcher of the Week award. In Conference USA, they do a lot of co-pitchers. I've noticed that. Again, they just they can't get together on a consensus. I don't know. Usually, it's just you, you got your pitcher of the week, and that's that. But I guess it'd be you know I guess it's better to get co-pitcher than nothing at all. Our next game is going to be Wednesday, May the first. Hoping hosting University of Mississippi at seven p.m. And then this weekend, we're taking on the number two team in the conference. Florida Atlantic at home, three-game series kicking off Friday night. Now, we mentioned the RPI, RPI of 41. Uh, Mississippi is our highest-ranked RPI opponent left on the schedule with an RPI of 21. And FAU, uh, our second-lowest opponent, with an RPI of 52. So you're going to have four games against, you know, top 52 RPI teams this week. So hopefully we can come out with a strong showing. Um, Would be great to take. You know, three of those games, four would be incredible. But uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. So you guys be there at the Pete uh, this Wednesday night, uh, taking on Mississippi. You know, a lot of their people are going to be out there. And then this weekend, it's going to be a great time. I haven't even looked at the weather yet. Hopefully it'll be tremendous like it was this past weekend um, as we take on FAU for, for what could be, you know, the top seed heading into the conference tournament once all is said and done. I mean, we still got 11 games of baseball left to play, but it sure would be nice to get the sweep of FAU um, before finishing out the rest of the season. All right, Southern Miss softball. This past week, the Lady Eagles fell last Wednesday night. That's April the 24th. They fell to Mississippi 3 to nothing. Then on Saturday, they kicked off a three-game series on the road in Miami at FIU. Falling in game one, six to three to the Panthers. Then they bounced back in game two, winning four to two, and then fell in the rubber match eight to six. Southern Miss Softball now sits at 29 and 19 on the year, 12 and nine in Conference USA. So we're seeing progress out of this team. You know, didn't have the, the week that we wanted to have, but, um, you know, this is definitely progress from where we've been the past few years, and hopefully we'll continue to see that heading into the conference tournament, which I believe is in Birmingham in a couple of weeks. This coming weekend, the Lady Eagles will be hosting Louisiana Tech for a three-game series. Game one is on Saturday, May the 4th at 1 p.m. Now, speaking of Louisiana Tech, this past week there was a devastating tornado that just ravaged Ruston, Louisiana, to be completely honest with you. I haven't seen much other than how it gutted the baseball and softball facilities. I mean, the pictures were pretty brutal. You know, hopefully they can do, I was talking to a tech friend of mine. I was like, well, hopefully you guys can do what we did. You know, we had a, you know, the tornado here in Hattiesburg and um, a lot of glass and stuff um, went out on the field. So they had to replace the entire football field. I was like, we'd probably be playing on the same rug right now. (laughs) Had that not happened. So I know, you know, they just had some renovations on their facilities that uh, hopefully they'll, bounce back uh, bigger and stronger and and provide for um, 
some some very winnable games for the Golden Eagles. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, really, seriously. I mean, uh, I, I really hope they can get everything cleaned up. That's going to be tough for the student athletes, man. You know, they said there's a chance they might not be able to play on those fields for a whole year. So uh, I know that uh, Louisiana Monroe offered the use of their facilities, and I think they took advantage of that. But, man, that's pretty brutal, just losing your baseball field and your softball field and you know, I, you know, that's a tough situation all the way around. Hopefully, I don't think there was too much of a loss of life, at least, at least not from a student standpoint. But hopefully, the good people of Ruston could get everything cleaned up and back to normal as soon as possible. Some other news this week. So we had a couple of commits that um, decommitted once Doc Sadler left for Nebraska. And they have recommitted. I'm not sure why they decommitted, but... It should be a good situation for them here. Uh, the first one, Isaiah Jones. He signed last week after reaffirming his commitment. He's a 6'8 power forward out of Connor State College in Arizona. I think his high school he played for Mike Bibby, the old point guard for Arizona and the Sacramento Kings. So he's going to be a Golden Eagle. He's signed and ready to go. And then earlier today, Hunter Dean reaffirmed his commitment last week and then signed today. He's a 6'9 power forward from Lakeshore High School in Mandeville, Louisiana. Isaiah Jones, I think, is somebody that can come in and compete right away. Hunter Dean, he, he, it might benefit him to have a little bit of a redshirt year. I don't know what our numbers are going to look like. I think we're still going to have uh, a few more spots left to fill. And as of about an hour ago, there was another commitment announced. Jeffrey Armstrong, a 6'2 point guard from Masa Newton Military Academy. I nailed it. Just nailed it with the Masa Newton. Six-two <laughs> uh, point guard from Masa Newton Military Academy. Um, don't know too much about him. I do know he played at uh, Plainview High School in Rainsville, Alabama. Um, you know, for whatever reason, went to Massa Newton. So I don't know what the story was there, but uh, had some pretty solid numbers. I didn't didn't get who who else he was being recruited by. I didn't didn't find any history on that, but I'm sure we'll have some of that information for you next week. But it looks like uh, our new coaching staff, Coach Leidner, they're out beating up the pavement, uh, trying to fill out this Golden Eagle roster for 2019. Some kind of off the wall basketball news. Shout out to former Golden Eagle Jason Forte. Uh, this week, this Wednesday, they're having the Big Three draft. You know, the Big Three league where they take former professional players, uh, play some three-on-three. I think Ice Cube was in the mix at one point. I think he's like part owner or something. Allen Iverson, they had some some crazy names out there. But So Jason Forte is in the draft pool. And they are having the combine in Las Vegas tomorrow night. That's Tuesday April the 30th, I guess they're going to go work out, show their skills. And then the draft is going to be held on Wednesday, May the 1st at 9 p.m. Central Time. And that will be aired on the CBS Sports Network if you want to check it out and and see where Jason ends up going. Uh, That's really awesome that he's in the mix there. I mean, there's some pretty big – I'm just looking at the names on the draft pool here. Uh, You know, Al Thornton. Bonzi Wells. I'm just naming off one. Cedric Sabalos. Oh, my God. Cedric Sabalos was doing the pregame and stuff for the Pelicans on this year. And, man, uh, if, if he does not want to stand up next to Jason Forte with his shirt off. I'll say that. <laughs> Who else we got? Jason Forte, of course. Joe Smith. Greg 
Greg o- Oden. Wow. Hakeem Warwick, Jason Richardson, Jermaine Taylor, Keith Bogans, Luther Head. There's Mario Chalmers, Mike James. Some pretty interesting names that are going to be uh, Stromal Swift, Tony Delk. Goodness gracious. So hopefully Jason uh, gets in a good situation there in the Big Three League. You guys uh, be sure to to keep an eye out for that. And uh, friend of the show, good to see him out there doing. He really looks like he could play. I mean, he look, have you seen him? He has he has not skipped the weight room since he's. Or you see some of these guys that retire and they look no. He looks like he could throw down right now and he's ready to go. So hopefully all goes well for him in the Big Three with the draft this Wednesday night. We have a new football commit, uh, Deron King. He's a quarterback out of Deerfield Beach High School in Deerfield Beach, Florida. He had offers from Florida Atlantic, Florida, UCF, and Tulane. Looks to be a very, a very athletic quarterback. So it seems like we've got a few of those right now. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. All right, so I think that'll do it. Let's shut it down. Special thanks to our guest this week, Picasso Nelson Jr. You can follow him on Twitter at Casso Jr. underscore. Be sure you do that. Uh, big big things ahead for this guy, and no matter what path he chooses. Follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. Follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook as well, on Instagram as well. Got to give a shout out to our friends at collegesportsunfiltered.com. Go check it out. Drew Wick slinging the graphics for us. He does an amazing job. Last for Life 2019. We talk about it every week. This year, the headliner is Frank Caliendo. This is our big cancer benefit show that we do here in Hattiesburg. This is the fourth time that we've done this. That we've raised over three hundred and seventy-five thousand for uh, cancer research, cancer-related charities. So, always it's a great event here in the Hub City. Last for Life 2019 with Frank Caliendo, as seen on Mad TV. Fox NFL Sunday, ESPN, and he's going to have special guest Keith Alberstadt along as well. That's Friday, August the 2nd at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg. Tickets are on sale now. Go get them while they're out there. Be sure you vote for To The Top Talk for Best Local Podcast in this year's Best of the Pine Belt Awards. Voting going on right now at festivalsouth.org. Do it for Bump. Do it for Bump. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash to the top talk. We have a couple of different tiers. You, you know, if you want to advertise on the show, if you want to sponsor the show, if you just want to throw some love our way uh, to help cover the cost of making this show happen, it would be more than appreciated. Look for To The Top Talk on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Subscribe, give us a rating, give us a review and whatnot if you like the show. Tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.